You're listening to the Influential Conversations podcast with Industry Influencer of the Year, Kirk Stafford and guests. Proudly brought to you by Tappy, helping property managers deliver a world-class maintenance experience to their landlords and tenants and save 40% of their time processing maintenance requests. Box Brownie, the innovators in property photography. Have a look at their new product, Snap, Snap, Snap. This is the brand new phone app designed specifically for real estate agents, which allows you to shoot professional quality photographs straight from your phones. Inspection Express, they're the market leader in property inspection reporting and digital signature property documentation, giving you a seamless approach to the way that you manage properties, as well as Agent Dynamics, the market-leading team development ecosystem to help you nurture, grow, and retain your property teams since 2014. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stafford. Well, hi there, and uh, welcome to another in the series of Influential Conversations. Today's guest is the delightful, delightful Sophie Anapolides, uh, Pleovis. I do apologise. I never get that right, do I? Sorry. <laughs> Sophie, been in the industry for 13 years. You started the PM division at Real Estate Geelong two and a half years ago, and it's been a lovely, slow build. You're now approaching 100 properties, which is, is great between you and one other you're managing it. Tell us about you. Who are you and where'd you come from? How'd you, how'd you get into, into property management? It's a very, very deep question. Um, and part of the journey, which we'll go into, was actually me. When you say, who are you, um, it's, it, it sort of evolved over time. And how, how I got into property management was I purely just fell into it. Mm-hmm. And I was 19 at the time. I'd always been a worker. As soon as I had the, as soon as I was allowed to work, I started working. So I was in high school, was working two jobs. Um, one of them was at KFC. And when I was offered a 2IC position the year that I finished up school, that was the moment that I sat back and went, do I want to smell like chicken for the rest of my life? And that was that was that, that was the beginning of my property management career. <laughs> because you don't want to smell like chicken, right? Okay, all right. <laughs> it was that moment of reflection, going, "Oh, you know, two I see. I'm working up in the business that I've been working in for the last five or six years, and you know, going really well, taking on leadership roles, um, helping other people, and and all that, which was the part that I loved." But I had to ask myself, is this the industry that I see myself in Mm -hmm. um, at a long term? But when I was sort of like I went to a recruitment agency, I actually went to them and said, I don't know what I want to do, but I I know that I need help with understanding what my path, what my path is. And they just said, what's your criteria? I said, I love helping people. I don't like chicken. They're my two criteria. I don't have anything else. So then I get a phone call for a traineeship uh, at an agency on the Ballerie and had no idea who they were, no idea what I was walking into, and I ended up being there for two and a half years and learned everything, which was the most amazing way to learn, especially from someone who is starting to figure out what they want, who they want, who am I, 
where do I fit in this world? Where do I belong? You know, all those things that you ask yourself as you're finishing high school or going into your 20s, it was a really good place to um, start working out what I wanted in my career. And I did everything from um, holiday rental management to uh, sales to just everything. You were, I was a trainee. They, they throw you in, they give you a desk and they say, figure it out. And, <laughs> and I thrive in those environments because I love variety. So it was a really good, a really, really good place for me to start. But what I had, I ended up falling into property management. That was an area that I loved. And when, when it came time to then sort of figuring out what the next steps were, I was quite burnt out. So during that time, I'd taken on everything. I want to help everyone, um, taken on a rent role, all those sort of things. But I found myself in that rat race of just working 24-7. I was a worker. I was used to working 12-hour days. And then you transfer that over to property management. And it, it is a recipe for disaster. Back when I was 22, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, now that I'm 31, I, I know a little bit more. But I was getting really, really burnt out at, mm-hmm. and at such a young age to the point where I was blacking out. But I wasn't recognising. Yeah, I ended up in a car crash. I ended up um, blacking out and I was in a car crash because of the level of stress that I was under. And I ended up um, leaving that agency not because I, I actually loved working there. And at the time, you don't realise it when you're in that state of mind, thinking that they're the problem and they're the reason why I'm feeling stressed out and all that. But yeah. what, what I know now and what I've got that self-awareness around is that it was me and I am a very empathetic person. I do want to help everyone and I take on everyone's problems as my own. If any property manager's listening, I'm sure that, that will resonate with a lot of us. Oh, and it does. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's been a really recurrent theme in... But I've now recorded quite a number of, 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 of these conversations. Yeah. And that's the current thing. The empathy and the, the impact of it in us is a really common theme. In yeah, 100%. And it's what keeps us in the job, but it can also be a vice that needs to mm-hmm. be, that also needs to be worked on. And I ended up um, leaving thinking that it was the industry that just wasn't right for me. And with all the stress and everything like that that was going on. But when I took a step back, that was actually the first time that I had not not fully made work my priority. And that's when I recognised that I had literally made work my priority for 10 years. I was young, didn't have any, didn't know what I wanted to do, didn't know what hobbies I had, anything like that. And and when I took that step back, I ended up um, doing work with animals and things like that as well because I thought that that would be something that was grounding, and it was. It was really grounding. Spent some time in animal shelters and um, doing behavioural assessments. I ended up getting a dog trainer certificate out of it, so I'm a qualified dog trainer. Um, love oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that's, and that's one of those little things you hang on on, on, <laughs> on, on your bio saying, Here's, here's an interesting little fact, something we yeah. didn't know. <laughs> um, which is why I'm passionate about pets and property, which is a, a whole other subject. But it ended up, like, stepping outside of just being on that, just constantly working 12 hours a day, seven days a week, can't switch off, and then going from an environment of 
you freaking out or me freaking out because I'm getting a phone call going, oh, my tap is leaking, you need to fix it now when you're trying to ramble around and try and make it a priority. When you're working with animals or um, in, in any any sort of healthcare, if you're working in medical or something like that, it gives you that, um, that grounding that people's priorities aren't, can sometimes not... <laughs> need to be to the point where you are stressing yourself out yeah. and that's well, where they don't necessarily need to be yours yeah exactly. and when I um so that was about 12 15 months I think that I'd sort of stepped out taken a breath and and I just came back into property management with a totally different approach I came in and said right yes it's a priority for you and I understand that but we need to make sure that it's being dealt with at a time at, in a manner that's more sustainable for everyone involved, for the owner, for the tenant, for the property manager. And I really took a step, um, a step into it, and and I said, look, my job is to manage. It's not to take on everyone's problems and and all that. And it's a very easy thing to do. But I also have to make sure that I can manage myself to make sure that it's sustainable for myself. So since then, that was 2013, 2012, 2013. It's all a bit of a bit of a blur now. Um, and then from then, um, I, I guess it was my mindset that sort of changed and went right. I need to whatever I think property management is. I need to figure out my version of that. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. I think yeah, I think you touched on something there that's really important, and that's that that self regulation, that self management, because we we tend to as as a sector, and I'm talking broadly, we we tend to be we want to solve everyone's problems, but we end up taking them on, but they're not our problems. We're 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 there to find a solution, but we're not there to take on the problem. And that's where it becomes difficult because you get caught up in the problem and you get then get caught up in the whole, you know, the, that swirl of the emotion. And you can see where what you said before about the, the hamster wheel, really, where you're just running and running and running. And uh, I said this in, in another, uh, another podcast, you keep running on this wheel, but you're not getting anywhere and you burn yourself out. And the cycle of burnout is super common in our industry, but it's also the self-awareness that you have around it and I truly believe that if it's a focus and that's why I'm so happy that the industry is now focusing on the soft skills the self-awareness mm. the mental health side of it because it's an area that has just been ignored for a really long time very sales-led um, in the way in the way that it, that it was happening but behind all the ego and all the other stuff that was happening there was a lot of issues that were coming up and then um, you know, we're in a position now where we're where we have lost really good property managers because they've gone. I'm overworked. I'm undersupported, and um, I'm burnt out. I'm totally, totally over it. And I'm glad that I realised at it when I was younger that we can't put so much emphasis. Or my experience was that I can't put so much emphasis on what. Bob, the director wants, or what, or what, um, or what my team needs. I need to look at what I need first, and then fit that, fit my mold around the people that I have around me. And that's really how I ended up 
opening up the division under real estate laws, when I started figuring that out of like, all right, I'm not going to fit into the traditional mould of working the way, that way um, that, that we've all known. And I need, to think, I need to find a place or create a place that's going to put people first yep. and put needs first and then work work in around that. So it was it was a really good time for me when I had uh, everyone had a bit, bit of a pause during COVID, time of reflection, time of understanding when um, what, what things are most important. And mm. when I had thought about starting a business, it was all having having a property management team, it was always around, right, what is the core of what makes anyone successful? What is the core of like, yeah, what, what really brings a team together? And it was that they have the permission to put themselves first. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, 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 is, that is really vital and probably one of the most vital components because if we don't take care of ourselves, how the hell do we expect to take care of anyone else? You know, yeah. It's the old saying of you can't fill from an empty cup. Yeah. And having those boundaries in place to say no a lot of our industry, there's still a bit of a taboo around being able to say no because they're worried that it's going to uh, be looked at negatively. Oh, you know, they can't perform the way that we need them or they're not going to meet their KPIs if they're not working the way that we need them to work, working 40 hours, working like all but 40-plus hours. But if you have the right support in place and you have the right people who thrive in the positions that they've been filled and you give them the right support and they have the ability to create the best version of themselves, that's the formula. It was just unfortunate for me personally that I didn't find that um, during during my career or to the extent that I felt that I needed at the time. And that was when I just said, right, well, if I haven't found a place where I feel my mould, if I haven't found my mould, then I'll create it. I'll, I'll create my mould. Um, and it, it happened to, to be with, with the team that I'm with now. We started off with two of us, so sales, and then I jumped on as property management, and now we've got a team of six um, over, over the last four years. And when even when we were putting the, um, the growth, it wasn't really a growth plan because we were happy just working as individuals because we just went, we're here for our people, we're here for our clients, um, we're not about being the biggest and the best. We just want to be happy. We want to be happy spending time with our family, with our friends, and working with a business that's sustainable for us. As a result of living to our values, we end up attracting really good people, really good clients, and the even the sales team, they've all come on board because of being able to truly be themselves without apology, without um, having to you know, fight for the next listing or anything like that. They can just do what yep. makes them. Do, do their own thing. Yep. On the property management side, I'm very, very big on promoting when if my admin or myself, if I'm having a day where I'm like, you know what, I'm feeling really flat, let's support each other in making sure that we still get what we need done, but just be realistic that we're probably not going to be 100% today. And we've got measures in place and the communication in place to be able to support each other at that time. Mm. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 
But you do need that and you need that support. And something else that's become really evident in a lot of the, uh, these conversations is the importance of having that right environment and that right tribe around you, mm-hmm. um, whether it's within the work setting or whether it's slightly outside of that where you can you know, sort of refer to people. Uh, I think almost everybody I've talked to has, has said how important that is, that you, you, you can't be expected to have to be self-contained. You, you can't be expected to have every piece of knowledge that you need or every bit of inspiration or influence that you need internally. Because we, we've all gone through tough times and I would think that, you know, you particularly, when you open a business in the middle of, of, of 2020, that's, that's, it's one of two things. It's either mad or it's admirable. I have a feeling it's admirable. But where did you draw influence from where did you draw your inspiration from when things are really at that that really nascent time but also when things were getting challenging when you were facing the difficulties of, of starting a business and and coping with the stresses of you know are we in lockdown are we not and, and how do we operate where did, where did you go for that starting a business for me was quite easy because I didn't have a lot of expectations. My, it sounds really horrible, but I didn't start off by going, I want to achieve X amount in this amount of time and all that sort of thing. I, 2020 for me, and I launched it in December 2020. So 2020 for me during that lockdown was, um, I actually used the digital platforms and Zoom and things like that to connect with other people in the industry. And I went, you know what, the year from, year 2020 for me is the year of connection. I just want to find more people who think like I do, that have no ceilings, that have just uh, just a place where they can speak freely, freely and we know that we're all there to support each other. And as much as a lot of other things have happened from COVID, for me personally, being able to um, use that time to connect with some really good people in the industry was vital for me. Um, especially, like I think we met around probably that time, 2019, 2020. Yeah, I think it was 2020. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that and that was because I consciously went out and said I want to find great people um, that, are, that are in the industry. So being able to have that support network before I started was really, really good. My partner, um, he's a good emotional support for me. Good. Um, And he's now starting to learn more and more about the business and the decisions that I have to make. And another great one is uh, the the sales director. um, He's not a typical sales director and that's what's really good about us is that we're not the typical agents. That's, That's been our thing. And whenever I'm feeling a bit insecure or like, you know, for example, we're really going for, you know, quality clients. It's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. And because of that, I'm making choices about not to bring clients on, which does affect my bottom line. And out of the 150 to 200 opportunities that I've had, I've really, really narrowed down to only the clientele that I want to bring on. And sometimes I'm like, I beat myself up about it because I'm like, 
is there is there something that I could be doing to attract those, you know, I, I want to be able to continually grow and, and all those sort of things. And should I should I drop my price? Am I actually good enough? You know, all those things happen on a on a regular basis. The lights just went out, they'll probably come back on. I thought it just was flicking. Yeah, yeah, it just went out. <laughs> um, but then even having a mentor like the sales director who's been in the industry for a long time, being an investor himself, he's been in many different businesses himself, he's been a really great person to draw on to because he has 30-plus years on him, 20, not that old, sorry, Wes. Um, he has that extra um, 20 years of experience of running businesses, making mistakes, learning from them, and he just says, stay true to what you want to grow. You know what mm-hmm. you want to do and don't let this moment in time reflect the choices that you're going to make tomorrow. Yep. So just stick to your values. Know that it's going to be a slower race, but it's mm-hmm. your race. Yep, that's right. And look, um, I'm trying to think of the, um, uh, I think it was the Delta Force, uh, was slow is fast. I can't remember the rest of it, is, but but it is, it's that, you know, the, the, the hard the easy way to do things is the hard way, really. Yeah. It's the slow way because that way you don't have to go back and repeat them. If you go in too quick and if you jump right in and all of a sudden you've, you've, you've got massive success, great, that's that's fantastic if you have and as long as you're set up for it. But you've got to have the structure in place. You've got to also, I think, be in the right mental space for it as well. Rather than jump, jump straight in and get back onto, onto your old hamster wheel. And and it really is it's mindset like when i'm when i'm feeling feeling that doubt or that low confidence or insecurity and regardless how long you've been in the industry or how much knowledge you have or who you have around you it will happen there are always going to be moments of doubt and insecurity no matter what yep. stage of your career right. that you it will always happen and that's where having that resilience and and having that self awareness is there but it's just remembering what you want to achieve and what you want out of it. And mine was really simple. I just want to wake up happy. Mm-hmm. I want the people around me to wake up happy and I've got the measures in place to, to see, to, to be able to see that. And it's really not that hard. When you pick up the phone and when you see someone who's calling you and it causes anxiety, that's not something that's making you happy, Right. There's obviously, there's a dynamic that's wrong, there's a conflict that's there and the the biggest change that I've made is quickly getting onto those conflicts and saying, Mm -hmm. right, is it it something that we don't have the systems and processes for to support that client? Are we not communicating enough? And what do we need to do to resolve this? So we're not in the problem, like it's a solutions base, it's a solution base to how we can continue to manage our clients but also manage ourselves and no one wants no one wants that feeling of waking up in the morning seeing their emails and going oh my god i have to deal with this person today or there's just this one thing that isn't going going away no it's not worth the feeling that you feel it's not worth the mental health that comes with it no client is that is that worth it no, you're right. And it gets back to what we were saying before. I mean, if you take on their problems, that's when that, that overwhelm starts to really cutting on you. But if you're you're looking at it, we're the, we're the solution finder. 
Mm. We're not the problem owner. Unless we've done something completely away from proper procedure and outside, where we've moved outside of our own values as well, unless we've done that, we don't own the problem. Mm. But we believe we do. So it's, it's not so much... The problem that's the problem. It's the way we see the problem that's the problem. Thank you, Jack Sparrow, by the way. Um. <laughs> Good inspiration there. And yeah, that's right. what it is that. And, and that's the thing. When my my real strength, so, so my admin, my my I call my right hand man. She's amazing. Um, her strengths are in systems, processes, and workflows. That's that's her. She loves it. She's yep. absolutely her thing. I love creating things and I'm really good at the relationship management side of it. So that's why we decided to work in a pod system so then we can bring all those strengths together and draw influence from each other as well because the way that she looks at life is not necessarily the way that I look at it. And it's it's really good to have even in your team, it's good to be able to look outside of what of, of you and bring in other people that look at things differently because that's really what's created a really successful um, management service. That, that's my opinion of it. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. It's it yeah. is a matter of having those um, complementary skill sets, complementary energy sets around yeah. you, so that you're, you're sort of it's 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 rounding out the wheel, really. It's full circle. You, yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. And that way, you take the take the load off yourself because if you look at a circle it's 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 actually if it's if it's a complete circle it's it's one of the lot strongest structures known to man because there's no edge there's no there's no break point in it yeah so you've got to look at that and say well you know that's important finally uh, because we're, we're, we're getting close to time um, how do you switch off what, what do you do to sort of give yourself that mental break because we all need it and, and we all deserve it Mm-hmm. And I know you're renovating at the moment, so we're not going to go there because that's that's a whole other story in itself. But what do you do to to switch off? What's fun? What is fun? Fun for me is renovating. <laughs> um, it does it does come with its stresses, hundred percent. But it's something that I do genuinely enjoy. Um, I love the creative side of it. I love property. Um, falling into investing has been a really great thing for me as well because I love the strategic side of of that um so I am a bit of a property nerd 100% property but when I'm not thinking about property management I'm thinking about property investing I'm thinking about renovating I'm thinking about the next design and but that that actually brings energy it doesn't drain me when I when I do that stuff but when I'm in full overwhelm which Mm -hmm. definitely does happen technology is a huge thing for me I, I need to get away from tech. If I'm on the computer for 12 hours of the day, that will drain me, headaches, you know, all that sort of thing. Even the light turning off is probably going to give me a migraine or a headache later. So I'll be stepping out, going for a walk and just taking a break in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm getting to that point where I'm feeling really overwhelmed and your body will tell you, like a lot of people say, I don't feel anxiety, your body will tell you when you're feeling anxiety. You'll get the mm-hmm. migraine. You'll get, the, you'll get the sugar cravings. You won't want to get out of bed in the morning. Um, you'll get the backaches. Like your, your body your body will yell at you. You just need to learn how to listen to it. Yeah. Um, so when I'm getting, I get a lot of back pain and body aches and around my chest if I'm feeling that's, you know, really mm-hmm. stressed. Um, and that's where um, yoga and meditation, huge, huge thing for me. 
and then also Pilates yoga and um, just staying staying active. It, it's mm. really not, it's it's not that um, complicated for me, but also being around animals, um, I am sort of half known as a crazy goat lady these days. <laughs> I'm posting a lot about, about my socials. Yeah, I have seen the goats. There is huge benefits to being around animals. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah. It's well, you know, they, yeah, they, they don't come with the same stresses, but it, it, it's good because and, and those sorts of things all just give you the capacity to switch off, don't they? But it's yeah, all natural it's, stuff. It's all combination of things, and also I know it's it's sort of anti PM, but I don't drink, mm-hmm. um, and that that was a decision that I made not because I don't enjoy a drink, but it actually um, it it. it, it even though it feels like a relief at the time, it actually causes more anxiety and more stress on my body. So I always feel more alert and less cloudy when I am taking care of myself on the inside as well. Like mm-hmm. I, for the last three days, I've been on the road. I didn't do any meal prep on Sunday. I've been eating pastries. I feel like crap. Like my body is not working to its optimal <laughs> right um, And it's self-inflicted 100%. So it's making those just decisions about what we're what we're telling ourselves in our brain and also what we're feeding ourselves as well and yep. makes a huge difference mm, it does but but if you look at it I mean that's that's a really good holistic approach to have too because you're talking about you know getting out in the fresh air being around animals getting away from technology which is probably one of my hobby horses when I speak to people in, 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 a, in a crowd setting you know get a, get away from this thing you know, leave it alone put it you know, go for a walk without it um, but also the importance of the nutrition and and also getting some decent rest mm. and making sure that, you know, you, you, you keep yourself really, really as tuned as you possibly can. Sophie, I am so deeply appreciative of you coming on here. It's been great to chat to you in, in a probably sort of a slightly more formal but less structured way, I guess, because you and I have conversations that have gone all over the place before. Probably thanks for being part of the influential conversations. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to another podcast in the Influential Conversation series. These are brought to you proudly by Tappy, Box Brownie, Inspection Express, and Agent Dynamics. Please be sure to tune in next time for the next in this series.